Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes podcast. I am your host, Dr. Paul Hutchison. We're here on Monday, November 1st. Got a good topic today. You know, I know everyone likes to hear about what's going on in my practice. And I had a solo episode not that long ago talking about unrest at the front desk. And we changed some systems. I feel like things are a lot better. I feel like people are happier. I don't feel like there's as much anger or resentment or anything like that. But you know what? I lost a long-term team member. And you know, you guys know from listening here that we had no turnover. And we're coming up on 10 years. We had like no turnover my entire practice lifetime. And I always attributed that to addressing issues, addressing people's problems. We're in a strange labor market right now. But you know, I had two front desk people leave. One worked there for about six weeks. She left for another job. She didn't want to work nights. She said she found something better. She didn't leave on bad terms by any means. We had another one leave because something family going on, like health issues or something like that. I think she had to take care of somebody in her family or something like that. So she had also quit. She only worked with us for like three weeks. But then I just had someone work that put in there two weeks that it was there about three years. Good employee. And that one kind of hurt. That one hurt more than any of the other ones because essentially this is someone saying, I found something better or I... I don't want to do what we're doing here anymore. I want. I, I don't feel it's important. And, and these are not things that she said. These are things that I'm personally making this mean for me, which is kind of like what I want to talk about on this episode, because how do we keep work from coming home with us? And, and have you ever said like, man, I just wish I had a job where I can clock in and clock out, forget about it. And you know how it is running a practice. It just never, ever freaking leaves you. It's just always there in the back of your mind. You're sitting there with your kids. You're not present. You're there with your spouse. You're not present. You're thinking about something else. Sometimes you're nodding and saying, yeah, when people are talking, but you're really thinking about work. It becomes this almost obsession, compulsion. I've been there. I'm not going to say that I figured it out. I'm not going to say I'm a master at it, but I feel like I've gotten so much better with this. Being a dentist for 13 years, being a practice owner for almost 10 now, And I've become so much better and I feel like I've had so much personal growth these past two years even. So it takes time. It's a muscle. There's strategies. Life coach. I love my life coach. I'm not working with her anymore, but I, you know, we just kind of reached a point in our relationship where there wasn't, we weren't getting any further with each other. It wasn't bad. We left on good terms. I got a new therapist, you know, about a few months ago and I've always liked doing therapy. I always liked exploring things and, and exploring feelings on a level of of self-awareness of how, what are we making these things mean? Why do they, why do we react to things a certain way we do? Because we always have our defaults and we always go to our defaults. But if we're aware of what we're doing and these thought processes that aren't working in our life, we can change them. So I want to give you five things to try to keep work at work because you know it, you own a practice. It's tough. My wife is a hygienist. She was a hygienist when I was in dental school. And I mean, we met in high school. We've been together for a really long time. So we didn't like meet in the office or anything like that. But, you know, she's a hygienist, so I got to see that perspective of the employee, and I got to be an associate, and now I got the perspective of being the owner. So I've seen both sides, and I kind of have respect for both of them, but I don't think an employee or I I just don't think someone who's a non-owner, an associate dentist, could really understand that mental weight that that owning a practice weighs on you. It is truly a challenge, but I'm going to give you five things to give you some hope and some uh, tools here. So here we go. First of all, number one, systematize systematize everything checklist what needs to get done you need to figure out what needs to get done and this is for you this is for your team this is for your front desk your hygienist your clinical team all these everyone needs checklists because you can't be holding the weight of i hope everything gets done 
write it down, figure out what needs to get done. And then, you know, all you have to do is just verify that, you know, the checklists are getting completed. That's about it. You want to delegate and automate everything you can. Any bills, to have them auto pay on a credit card, things like that. Look at all the extra things that you do besides clinical and be like, what can I really get rid of? Because you're going to look at this list and you're going to go, uh, nobody else can do that but me. Bullshit. No, someone else can do that besides you. I promise you with almost everything you do, once you delegate it or you automate it, you get it off your plate, you want to get to the point where you're showing up and doing nothing. That's what you want to do. Now, I know that's not truly possible, but that is the goal and that's what we're going to shoot for. All right, number two, decide what you need to do, a checklist, right? And get it done and not a single thing more, okay? I am a big proponent of having like to-do lists on my phone, but I have a few of them. I have a short-term to-do list. These are things that need to get done sometime soon. I have a today list. This is the one I populate each night before I go to bed and I put them in order of priority. And that today list only gets a reasonable amount of things to do. Now, if I want to do a few more things, I guess I can do them. I really shouldn't. But I want to know that I complete that today list every single freaking day because it sucks when you leave things on there. All right, what are my other two lists I have? I have an in-progress list. So if one of the things on my today list is to address something or reach out to someone and I start the process, I reach out to them, but I'm waiting for something from them, I will take it off my today list because I did it, but I go and move it over to the in-progress because I'm waiting on somebody else for something and then I can follow up with them if I need to be. And then the last thing is like my low-priority List. I mean, this was like winterizing my sprinkler system, <laughs> like some some faucet handles that needed to be turned and leveled. You know, this little stuff around the house. It's it's not high priority, but sometimes you know you got to do it at some point. I mean, I just last week I just took something off there. I had to send in a new passport picture because God forbid I put it on a gray background and not a white or off white. You got to be kidding me. I can't even submit it digitally. I have to like go print a picture out, get a two by two and I have to mail it in with an application. Uh, anyway, I'm okay. I'm okay, guys. <laughs> I'm fine. Number three is establish boundaries for when your team can contact you and about what? You really need to vocalize with your team that you believe in them, that you believe they have the power to make decisions. Like, most people in the United States, we don't grow up at jobs where we're making decisions. We grow up in jobs where we have a manager that tells us everything to do and we just do it. So if you want a team that is like self-starting, that takes care of things without like asking you for guidance, then tell them that. Tell them that you want to. Like, hey, if the equipment's down, call the equipment guy, you know, or, or gal. If you're having a computer issue, call the IT company. Well, first you got to restart the computer. First, you restart the computer. That's always the step one. But you know what? Then then call the IT person. Don't call me and say, hey, the server's having an issue. Hey, our internet's down. Things like that. But you got to tell your team that you believe in them to make those decisions. The other thing is that if they ask you questions and you feel like you really didn't need to be asked that, just turn it around with another question. Hey, hey, Doc, what should we do about this? Well, what do you think we should do? And just keep asking them the questions. Force them to be like, I want you to think and be able to make these decisions without asking me. So tell me what you think we should do. It's this training of our team. And it takes a while, but after a while, they believe that you believe in them. And then you can't really get hard on them if they, they make a mistake because we all make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. You know, it's okay. Get forgive, forgive and move on. And then the boundaries, like another thing about boundaries is when can you contact me at home and for what? I have a thing with my team, Thursday through Sunday, do not contact me unless the place is burning down. I tell my daughter this all the time because she gets out of bed. Don't you get out of bed unless the place is on fire or you, you pee your bed or something. Don't get out of bed. She'll always find a reason to get out of bed. But don't text me on the weekends, Thursday through Sunday, unless the place is on fire. It's something like that. I don't want to be bothered. If it's a patient issue, yeah, there's some emergencies, but 
A lot of things can wait till Monday and a lot of things your team can figure out without you. So, you know, you got to just express that to the team that that's how you want to do it. Because I just don't think anyone can wrap their mind around how hard it is to be. It's just that feeling that a text or something happening at the practice is going to ruin your weekend. You're going to stew about it. Maybe this is just me. Maybe this is just my psychology, but I'm hoping this resonates with people and I'm just not completely, you know, batshit nuts out here. Like I literally, it will ruin my weekend. When I found out this person was given in their two weeks, I, I think I found out on a Thursday or Friday and it, it bothered me for a really long time. Best to her. I, I wish her the best, but yeah, I, I, like I said, that one hurt. So number four, all right, this is a big one. Remember, you know, if you say like you're at a job that you're trapped at or you wish you had a job, you could clock in and out. Remember that you chose this. Like you put yourself in an empowering position where you chose this job. All right, you know those jobs where people clock in and clock out and they don't have to worry about work? You know, those jobs don't often pay as much as it does to be a practice owner. They don't often have the autonomy. They don't give you the outlet for the creativity to create things. You don't have an opportunity to lead people, change people, train people, lift people up. I mean, there is so many benefits we get because we have chosen this job. But guess what? With that job comes the other stuff. And if you don't want all that other stuff, if you want to get rid of the feeling that you might take some work home, then you know what? You're going to get rid of all that other good stuff too. So put yourself in a position of empowerment and realize that you chose this. And you know what? If you want to get out of it, you probably can, but you're not willing to. And accept that too. Say, you know what? I am unwilling to give up these other things. So I choose this profession and ownership. So that puts yourself in an empowering position. The last thing is that you got to realize that all the stuff happening at the practice is not a reflection of you. My team member did not lead because I didn't love on her enough, because I didn't appreciate her enough. Maybe that is the case. I don't know, but I can't take that, internalize that, and say that makes me a bad leader. I can't expect a practice where nobody will leave and nobody will ever turn over and people won't go for different opportunities or you know change the way they feel about the practice, look for some other, go to some other profession. I don't know what they're going to do. I can't control them. All I can do is be the best person, the best leader, the best boss that I can to these people. And if they find something better, that's not a reflection of me. I'm okay. I am fine just the way I am. And and I think that's the hardest part is when things happen with patients, when things happen with team members, we tend to internalize that and make that about us. Guess what, guys? It's not all about us. It's about other people too. And when we sit there and look at everything through our lens and our perspective and think about how we have affected and and, and what this says about us. We just got to sit back and ask ourselves, what am I making this mean? Is it true? Does this person leaving mean I'm a bad leader? I could make it mean that, but I shouldn't. And I'm not going to let it mean that because that's not true. I'm not a bad leader. And you know what? If someone thinks I'm a bad leader, I'm doing my best. And that's all I can do. Could I give more energy to the practice? You bet your ass. I could give my uh, more energy to any. I could give, give more energy to everything in my life, but at the expense of what? I need to live a life too, and I need to keep my sanity. So I just give what I'm willing to give, and I give the best I can. And and sometimes that may not be enough for someone, but that does not mean that I'm a bad leader. So remember, not always about you. Don't make things mean that they don't. And. Like I said, I have not completely figured this out, but I'm getting better at it. And uh, life goes on, man. We are here to solve problems. We are a leader of a practice. 
It's like whack-a-mole. Things will never be perfect at any time. There will always be something going on. You will always have one employee that's the hot potato that's kind of uh, bugging you a little bit or, or stirring up the, the pot. You know, they're always going to have that. So just accept it. It's always going to be there. This is the profession we have chose, and we will reap the benefits of that profession as well. But we will also have those. There's Everything is a blessing. Everything that's a blessing is a curse, and every curse is a blessing. And just have realistic expectations about that. So maybe a little deeper than we usually go, but I, I hope that's helpful to some people. That's just kind of what's on my, my mind right now. And we're kicking off November. So let's have a great November. Let's finish out the year really good. Hope you guys are all doing well, and we'll talk to you next week.